Welcome to the Stronger Than Autoimmune podcast. As an autoimmune warrior myself, I understand living with a chronic illness isn't easy. You're not alone. This podcast is to give hope. I will interview individuals living with autoimmunity along with experts and businesses to provide knowledge and support. As a health coach, I understand there is no cure for autoimmune disease, but creating small changes can influence how we feel and be stronger than autoimmune. Hello, Warriors. This week's podcast features Corey Lang. She is a certified regenerative detoxification specialist and iridologist with 12 years in scientific research. She detoxified and healed herself from lupus, fibromyalgia, and Hashimoto symptoms. Now she helps others to determine the underlying root cause of their seemingly incurable disease and guides people to detoxify and heal themselves so they can start living again without pain, fatigue, and pharmaceuticals. I brought her on the show to discuss how she helped herself and helps others with chronic illness. So let's get started. Hi, Corey. Thank you for coming on the Stronger Than Autoimmune podcast. Thank you, Desiree. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Absolutely. I know we did a little bit of back and forth between schedules and I appreciate you being flexible with me. Yes. And same here. And thank you. Yeah. Was, we had great communication. So that was perfect. <laughs> perfect. And where are you connecting from? I live in San Diego in um, Encinitas. That's a little bit north of San Diego, California. But it uh, sounds like you're not originally from California. <laughs> right. I came from Germany 20 years ago. Oh, my wow. partner at the time he had a he got a scholarship at a research institute and i went with him just for vacation and then i applied for jobs and i got a job right away in a research institute we both used to work in science and oh, then wow. um i got a better job then i got a phd project for 2 years and then i just moved over here and stayed over here got married and all that yeah. and got to another and i'm still here and i'm still loving it what is it that drove you to science it's, I mean you've been in it for quite some time as I can tell I've always loved science I've um I always had a knack or an affinity to nature nature was always my my big love and plants like herbs healing plants all that was always really important to me the rainforest Amazon rainforest um, I really think we need nature to thrive as a species and I'm a huge environmentalist, and I think that's what drove me to study biology in Germany and then biological sciences. And then I started with the research. I kind of wanted to do big animals, but it didn't really work out that way. So I ended up in research labs. And that was interesting, too, how things are connected. And, you know, the body is so intelligent, the communication, the cells, the neurotransmitters, everything is so intelligent and genius. That was highly interesting to me at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like it's still very interesting to you and you've taken it to a different level by helping people. Yes. I think um, I took it to a level where we can apply all this knowledge because I worked in cancer research and neurobiology for quite some time. And I kind of realized early on that we're not actually um, doing the right things. We're kind of putting the cart before the horse. I think that's how the saying goes. Yeah. And research the cancer research industry is looking for treatment methods but not really for the cure 
And we've known the cure to cancer for 80 or more years. It really is detoxification. And so now what I do, this is an applied form of what I used to do in science before. So now we can actually help people in, you know, in a more natural way. And it actually works. And when you say applied, is that the regenerative detoxification portion that you're exactly Re yes would you like me to explain what that is because I, I you need to shut me up because I talk forever <laughs> <laughs> well I I think if we kind of move let's move backwards before we move forwards okay because from my understanding you suffered from autoimmune disease and can you tell us how all this began for you yes so in 2012, around 2012, that's when I started to have symptoms. Like I started to feel more fatigue and more pain in my body and my hair was falling out a lot. I'd always had a little bit of symptoms since, I don't know, since the 90s, I think, but never to that extent. So in 2012, I started to feel really bad. And for the next five years, it just got worse and worse every year. And I kept going to doctors and they couldn't find anything. There was never anything in the blood work. My thyroid was always fine. It just seemed that we couldn't put the finger on what this is. And then in 2017, I was really sick. I had heavy chronic fatigue. I could barely work anymore. I could hardly walk. I had no muscle strength. I couldn't lift my arms or my legs were just not walking. And um, I had already run through all my savings at that time <clears throat> because I wasn't working a lot. And then I came to a point where I was in so much pain and I was so tired. I didn't know what else to do anymore. And I kept going back to doctors and all they did was put me or try to put me on medications. And I was always like, I don't need medications. I need you to find out what's wrong with me. And some of them said that I'm just depressed. I need an antidepressant. And I thought that was so rude. It was like, I'm not depressed. Maybe I am. Yeah, I'm depressed now, but I'm also sick and there's something wrong with me. And why can't they figure this out? So it was very, very frustrating. And then in 2017, I almost gave up because I had no more money and my family didn't really get it either. They didn't understand. They just kept sending me back to doctors. And I thought about taking my own life because I had nowhere else to go from here. And then I literally heard a voice <laughs> telling me to give it one more try. And that's mm -hmm. when I sat down and I researched my symptoms and I looked in the medical libraries and PubMed, which is where the scientists publish their papers. And I looked for my symptoms there and I found some really good articles. And also Medical Medium, of course, the guy's a genius. I mean, I think his book gave me hope and it actually saved my life because I finally had hope again. And so I did a lot of research, a lot of reading, and I found my symptoms were connected to a virus. Medical Medium also talks about a viral infection. And so I went with that knowledge. I went to the doctors and I said, here, I have a virus. And they still didn't want to help me. They didn't even want me to get tested for the virus. So I had to outright yell at my doctor and say I'm your customer I'm paying you I want you to take this test from me I want you to you know take my blood and run the test and so eventually they did and I had this virus and then I needed to figure out how to heal it and how to detoxify myself from it so I started with medical medium herbal protocols and I found some other herbal protocols on the internet and I mixed these things and I tried everything and it kind of worked for some time but not really. I got, I still had flare ups. I still had a lot of chronic fatigue. I started feeling better, but I plateaued a lot. And then I went backwards and had, you know, flare up again, flare ups again. 
And then I came across something else, and that was regenerative detoxification. And that is the method of detoxifying your organs and your body systems and um, cleansing out the lymphatic system and getting rid of everything, getting rid of pathogens, the virus, heavy metals, um, pesticides, toxins, and then you know toxic slush, toxic mucus, and um, a congested lymphatic system, acidosis, and general toxicity. And when I applied that through Dr. Morse, that's when I finally started to heal. And all in all, with everything I tried and all this, it took me nine months to heal myself. And after that, I was I had no more flare-ups. My energy level was consistent in the way it used to be before I got sick. And I declared myself healed at that point. And that was in 2018, in the fall of 2018. So almost five years now, four and a half years now. Wow. And I had flare-ups since then. And I feel fine. I play beach volleyball. I played two and a half hours of beach volleyball the other day. I go hiking. I do all the things I used to do before I got sick. And I feel better in my body now than in my 20s. Wow. So it, it was actually almost, it sounds like a miracle that you listen to this inner voice to don't give up on yourself. Mm -hmm. And you applied the science and it, it just so happened that you knew where to look. I mean, you, you listened to your instincts because you had that background. Yeah. And now you're applying, you applied it. So that I understand the detoxification, but where's the regenerative um, aspect of it? Okay. So the regenerative aspect is when we cleanse and detoxify our organs and body systems and our cells and our tissues then the cells and tissues will regenerate. So the body always wants to heal. And most cells have a recycling time of like 20 minutes. There's a lot of recycling going on in the body. The body always wants to heal and restore itself. Unless an organ is already so degenerate that it can't regenerate itself, we can always work with, with regenerative detoxification. We can always detoxify tissues and organs and they will regenerate unless the organ is destroyed, which sometimes happens like kidneys, you know, or the pancreas, sometimes diabetes one, the di the pancreatic cells are often destroyed. So that's, that's different. We can still detoxify and help the body with the symptoms, but so regenerative detoxification means we're regenerating the tissues once they are healed, uh, once they are cleansed and detoxified. Got you. Got you. And so I'm understanding this process takes some time i mean how how long from step you know starting the regenerative process because you said that every 20 minutes the cells i guess recycle is that a better way to put it yes so the process for me took altogether it took nine months because i was bouncing around i tried different protocols i had no guidance i didn't know what i was doing i was just you know testing different things what worked for me and I tried different protocols, different herbs, and I didn't really know what I was doing. But after the nine months, I was fine. So in the meantime, I developed my own program. And with the help of my early clients, they were my beta testers, basically, um, I found out that within three months, that's usually the time it takes for most people to, if not completely heal, but at least to make huge steps forward. At that time, most of my clients start feeling better after two weeks. They already have so much more energy, so much less pain. They know it's working. 
So it, it doesn't take that long to get the body at least on the road of detoxification. And after three months, most of my clients are good. And so I compacted everything I learned. I condensed everything I learned into a smaller three-month program. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I can't, I, I can't, I could imagine that this process is pretty stringent and hard on the body. Can you, without giving away your program or secrets, can you kind of run through how this works? Yes, of course. Um, it is not as stringent as you might think. I know a lot of clients ask me that, but the way I do it, I think we've all suffered enough. I don't want anyone else to suffer any more than they already have. So we start very gently and we introduce, um, first we prepare the body for the detox. We do this through nutrition and some diet changes. Also emotional health plays a big part in my programs. I'm also an emotional health coach. I got um, 1,500 hours of coaching training. I used to work for my coaching school for three years under their supervision. And then I did my, started doing my own thing. And emotional health is really important for the healing process, of course, as well. So um, we gently ease into the program. And then once the body is prepared on the nutritional level, then we introduce the herbs. And we'll also start gently with the herbs. So there's no explosive diarrhea or anything like that. No, it's not hard on the body because we go slowly and steadily. We're consistent. We increase the doses slowly. And then in no time at all, people are at the maximum dose of the herbs and they love the herbs and they're good with the diet changes. And even my carnivores, even people who think they're carnivores, you know, true carnivores only are only cats. Cats are the only true carnivores. But some people say they're carnivores. And I know it's a joke, but humans are not carnivores. But so, but even my meat eaters, the people who love to eat meat and think it makes them feel better, even they switch over to our healthier diet and they start loving it. And they don't even want to go back to their meat-laden diet after that. Mm. So it takes some changes. It definitely takes a commitment. People need to really want this. You know, otherwise it doesn't work, but I've never had a client who didn't want it. I mean, all my clients are in it and they love it and I guide them. I, I hold their hand if I have to. I mean, it's like everybody is different. Some people just want results really fast. I do that with them. And some people want me to hold their hand and I love doing that. So we go as slowly or as fast as they want to go. Yeah. Yeah. You meet them where they're at. And it sounds like the, this, I, I'm brought, I'm glad that you brought up this emotional component how do the two tie together with the body the emotion and the 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 or the the mental with the physical the emotion with the held up i guess toxins in our body yes um that's a great question too so um sometimes when we start detoxifying the body then there are also emotions that come up when we release toxins those emotions also want to get released at the same time and <clears throat> there is also you know there's a mental body there's an emotional body <clears throat> excuse me and there's also spiritual level right we have like those four levels they're all connected and i have found that some of my clients i mean maybe one or two if they are not ready for emotional healing then their body doesn't heal either even though the toxins have already been released and removed but they're holding on to something that makes them feel unworthy of healing for example they don't deserve to heal they think they did something bad i had a client the other day actually and she had there was some 
something going on with her previous marriage and she you know went astray and she thought she was a bad girl and she was raised catholic and when we got to the bottom of that that's when she started healing and it was explosive all of a sudden she was exponentially healing so fast so sometimes emotions hold people back that's why we also work on that level yeah and i'm glad that you dig deep with them you know having having someone to hold your hand and get into the past and how to let go and forgive yourself. Like you said, there's four different levels. You said there's the physical, the spiritual, emotional, and what was the mental? mental. Yeah. I mean, mental, emotional is pretty close, uh, closely related. There's a lot of thinking that goes on in us sometimes, right? We have, you know, continuous incessant thinking in yoga. We call it the monkey mind shatter. That's just unproductive thinking. It's just, I mean, repetitive thinking, thoughts, programming, basically. And they're usually negative, disempowering thoughts. And then they affect our emotions as well. So typically it's a thought first, and then there's an emotion. And then there's, you know, actions or no actions that affect our body. And then the spiritual component is pretty um, interesting too. I do believe that we are all connected to a higher power. And if we deny that higher power, then... We feel kind of lonely on this planet, whereas when people are connected to a higher power, they feel they're part of a network and then they feel safer and they have more drive. And so those things are important, too. Yeah, yeah. You can't have one without the other. They all kind of bring each other up or bring each other down. Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And you're a yoga teacher also. (laughs) You're, You're practically everything from what I understand, correct? I think that healing takes place on all levels. So it's to address the other levels as well. And yoga is my go-to exercise because it is so rounded. It, you know, it really touches on everything in your body. It's the flow that I teach is, um, it's a Hatha Vinyasa flow. It goes through your body, all areas in your body. And you do this Vinyasa, you know, the Chaturangas and all that salutations. And mentally and emotionally, it affects us too. And yoga is one of the best exercises just for the exercise alone and one of the best philosophies on the planet, I think. Yoga has really changed my life. I've been practicing yoga, I think, for 15 years and teaching for 10 years. And it's been really, really healthy for me to do yoga. And to te- and also there's a detoxification aspect because we move the lymphatic system so much in yoga. So there's a heavy detoxification process that goes on there's a hormonal healing response that gets started um uh what else does it do we're reaching shunyata shunyata is nothingness but it's where everything is and that's really the goal of yoga to reach that state of nothingness you know it's this quiet space where a monkey mind chatter is quiet for once and then we can truly connect to ourselves to a higher self or higher consciousness and we reach that state in yoga yeah, yeah, that's true. I I never thought about how it does carry all those four aspects if you're if you're doing it correctly. And is the yoga aspect part of your program also? Yes, it's okay. there's a free uh, Zoom class that I teach on Saturday mornings, and that's my clients um, can participate in that. It's included in my program. Yeah. Okay. Okay. In addition to everything you do. You are a iridologist. Did I say that correctly? 
Yes, um, iridology is such a great topic too. So um, let me find that map. It's good to be prepared. Um, this is an iris map. Okay. This shows, this iris map shows every part in your body and your iris. So your iris is connected through all your organs through the nervous system. Meaning if one of your organs has an issue, then it shows up in your iris as well. For example, we have the lungs here. There's your kidney, there's your spine. This is like locomotion and vitality and your ear and your shoulder and those things. And you can see uh, 40 data points or more about your health in your iris. You can oh, wow. see, you can see um, hormonal changes, old injuries, genetic predispositions, acidity, toxicity, all your organs, your nervous system. Um, yeah, it's really, really intricate and delicate. And one of my clients told me the other day, she got blood work done at the naturopathic doctor she goes to. Uh, the blood work was very, um, a lot of blood work. What's the word for that in English? Um, I forgot the word, but it's a lot of, I forgot. Anyway. That's okay. dollars <laughs> <laughs> just to get the blood work done. $800 for all the oh, blood work. Oh, wow. And, and then she got my iris report and she compared and she said that my iris report was more detailed than the blood work. Everything that she saw in the blood work was also in my iris reading, just more, more details and additional things. I was like, wow. I mean, I know, I know that I can see so many things in your iris, but that was a nice little, you know, feedback testimonial, how, how detailed the iris readings really are. Yeah. Yeah. So would you like to just look at my eye real quick and tell me what you see? Um, sadly, <laughs> I need a picture. I need a, Oh goodness. I, can, okay. I have a tutorial I can send you where you just um, take a picture of your iris with your phone Yeah. And me and then I blow it up on my computer and read it. And it takes for a detailed iris reading, it takes me about three hours to go through oh, all, wow. the, all the areas. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's amazing. I, I heard that you can look at somebody's eyes and see their health. And I also heard the face too. But to me, that is amazing that you could just look at one aspect of the face and get so much details. So yeah. So the face, I'm not familiar with that. I've heard of it and I totally believe it. The physiognomy or something, right? That's what it's called. Correct. But, um, yeah, I'm just familiar with the iris reading, but I mean, that's just so interesting. And some people read the tongue too. That's another thing. Yeah. And that's more of a Asian background, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah. But it's all connected through the nervous system to the inner side of your body. So it makes sense. Yeah. And you did speak of the medical medical medium medical medium for people that don't know what that is can you or who that is can you speak about that in more detail oh, medical medium is his name is anthony william i think he's around 30 years old he's pretty young and um i think he lives in new york i'm not sure but he was visited by a being a spiritual being and um he was told that he would help humanity with their illnesses. And I think it started for him when he was four years old or seven years old. I don't remember. Sorry. But he had this being tell him that his grandmother had breast cancer. And um, he at, the, at that age, he didn't know what that was or how to say it right. And so he went up to his grandmother and said, you have breast cancer. And the spiritual being had to say it really slowly to him, like word by word. Yeah. Because the boy didn't know how to say it right and all that. 
And then the, the grandmother went to the hospital and got checked out and she had breast cancer, but because it was detected so early, it was fine for her, you know? Mm. And then, so as far as I know, um, he really has access to the other realms and there's a being that tells him those things and he's just a conduit. And I mean, I've made some, I've had some crazy experiences with this realm too myself. And as a scientist, it's hard for me to believe things if I don't have evidence, right? I really like evidence and facts and all that, but we don't have any machines that can measure these things. So sometimes it's really just a leap of faith. I mean, I had, I saw an angel one time. I really did not believe in angels. And this angel just stood there and I was like, damn, I mean, what do you do if it's right in front of you? You know, it's right there. What do you do? And nobody else saw the angel, only me. And I was like, okay, I hadn't been drinking or anything like that. It, it was just there, you know? And then he started talking to me too. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, there are things that are you can't explain with your yeah. scientific mind or rational mind, but they still happen. And I guess medical medium, Anthony William, had has that same access which is so mind-blowing and so beautiful and as i said his book really saved my life because i was reading it and i felt heard and understood for the first time i was like wow finally somebody gets it you know and with that hope that's what gave me that push to start researching my symptoms and really dig and really read more things and by the way the research has been out i mean since the 1980s there's also been there's already been research on our illnesses. For example, the Epstein-Barr virus, since the 1980s, researchers have connected the Epstein-Barr virus with MS. Hmm. I recently listened to a radio interview on NPR with some farmer, big shot, and I didn't write it down. I don't remember his name. I don't know what company he was from, but he said on the radio interview, he said that we've been researching this since the 80s, but it hasn't been economical for us to pursue it. Oh, wow there you go. I mean, for them, it's about money, of course. And if they can't make money off of these things, they won't research them. Right. Yeah. But the research is now coming out more and more. Since last year, there was a big Harvard study that came out connection between Epstein-Barr and lupus and MS and all these autoimmune illnesses. So they are researching it, but the pharmaceutical industry, it takes them 25 years to do, you know, to come out with the thing is also, they don't know how to cure it. They don't actually have medications for it. And now they're working on a vaccine for Epstein-Barr, which now they're interested because now they could make money off of this. But the real, the only way to really heal from all these illnesses is not more medications. It's detoxification. It's getting back to nature. It's living how we were designed to live. You know, yeah. eating foods we were designed to eat and not the crap food that we can get here in America, which is all processed, full of sugar, full of artificial ingredients that are banned in other countries that make our kids sick. There's so much I could talk about all this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. And I'm glad that you're mentioning that. So it, it leads to more of your program aspects of you know, having a healthy diet. So what can somebody eat when they are going through your program? So um, for anyone, I would recommend that people eat how we were designed to eat. And in nature, our closest relatives are the apes right? Like orangutans and gorillas. And these guys, they eat all day long, they eat whatever grows in the forest, fruits and veggies and sweet grasses and seeds and roots and anything that comes from the earth and sometimes a grasshopper or a small bird. So their diet is mainly fruits and veggies and seeds. And then um, 3% of their diet is animal protein. 
So the apes, they don't barbecue a cow. They don't, <laughs> they don't eat pasta. They don't, I mean, they don't drink dairy. Dairy is a huge inflammatory, horrible thing to eat and drink. Dairy is really, really, really bad for us. It's very acidic too. And I still hear doctors say you need to eat, you know, dairy products for your calcium. Oh my God. I mean, doctors have no medic, uh, no nutritional training. I think they have two hours of nutritional training in med school. It's just not enough. And they don't know about these things. I don't blame doctors. I have friends who are doctors and they're frustrated too, because they were not trained in those healthy healing methods. Doctors are great for acute things, for surgeries. They're so specialized and so brilliant. And I, I really admire doctors for all that. But for our chronic illnesses, they're just not trained to help us with those. So the healthiest way is to eat whatever the apes are eating. And then um, maybe not the bird and the grasshopper, but <laughs> although, <laughs> although yeah, people are eating grasshoppers now, right? Yeah, there's a restaurant in Munich in Germany that um, serves insects over salads and stuff, and that that thing is always sold out. That restaurant is always booked out. So I mean, I wouldn't mind eating roasted grasshopper. <laughs> I don't know. I've tried it. <laughs> probably delicious i don't know yeah yeah i don't know if it's if it's moving definitely i, I that that won't be on my plate but roasted okay as, as long as it's dead i think it'll be okay <laughs> fried and baked and whatnot <laughs> perfect is there any food you think is the most toxic i mean you mentioned processed foods but any other foods besides that that you think people should definitely stay away from. Okay, so everything that our standard American diet has to offer pretty much is toxic. Like all the processed food, the more processed, the, the worse. If you try to eat healthy, look at the ingredients. If it's more than four ingredients, just don't buy it. The healthiest way is to eat single ingredient foods like an apple, a banana, you know, those things. And to be honest, I eat those things. I eat fruits and veggies all day long. I eat fruits until three in the afternoon and then I start eating my veggies and I eat big salads. I cook, you know, stir fry with veggies and um, all of these things are good, healthy, nutritious. They have all the amino acids you need. You don't need animal protein. That's the next thing is animal protein. We're just not designed to digest animal protein. We're not carnivores. We're not even omnivores. Omnivores are dogs and bears and we are frugivores. We're supposed to eat fruits and veggies. A high fruitarian diet is what the apes are eating. That's what we should be eating. And when I put my clients on this diet, they'd start feeling better within a couple of weeks. And then we add the herbs and then they start feeling really good. But mm -hmm. it's really healthy to eat more fruits and more veggies. And I know the doctors say, don't eat so much fruit. It has too much sugar. So um, do you mind if I debunk this really quick? Well, Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. So the sugar in fruits is fructose glucose and galactose and those are monosaccharides and these are actually good sugars for us we need those sugars for our brain and nervous system and um, fruits kill pathogens they're alkalizing they're hydrating they're detoxifying fruits are really the best foods you can eat now the other sugars the processed sugars you know since the 1960s or 70s there's processed sugars in all our processed food items because the industries figured out that sugar is very addictive it's actually six times more addictive than cocaine. And they were like, hey, let's put sugar in all our food items so people will eat more of that, right? And that's that really worked. Um, so that kind of sugar is toxic for us. It's um, addictive. 
it's acidic and it's yeah it's just not good for us but fruits you can eat all day long pretty much even if you have diabetes you can just stay away from the high glycemic fruits and eat more low glycemic fruits in the beginning diabetes 2 is totally curable by the way um there's so much i want to talk about oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah. toxic food items everything toxic is processed foods additives food additives um, artificial ingredients and then animal protein dairy products are really bad then of course gluten i think the gluten is mostly toxic for us because it binds to pesticides so we're actually allergic to the pesticide not just allergic we're just you know sensitive to pesticides um i for one i can eat gluten in germany i can eat all the bread i want in germany but not over here in the united states i have crazy symptoms as soon as i eat a piece of normal bread here but in germany i don't have that yeah i heard about that and i finally found out the reason why is really the pesticides we the u.s uses on all of their um harvest on their harvest yeah that's yeah there's a lot of food items here that are allowed here but not in other countries yeah yeah they're banned they're not included in their in any other packaging or, or food items and and then also um um what was the question about toxic foods? Oh yeah, let me go back really quick to the amino acids. Yeah. So um, yes, we need amino acids, correct? But we don't need a complex protein that has 21 amino acids. The body wants three or four amino acids at any given time. And you can get those from spinach or kale or fruit. If you actually are in tune with your body, you will know what your body needs and you will eat that at that time. So when we eat a, a steak or something, a complex protein, the body can't break down all the amino acids. We don't have the enzymes for it. We're not designed for this. So the body takes the three or four amino acids it needs, and then the other 17 will rot in your intestines. Mm. And they will look like roadkill. And it actually putrefies. And there have been autopsies of people that eat a lot of meat. And I mean, their intestines were just full of rotten meat. And also mm. my, my carnivores, when they start detoxing with me, they typically poop a lot and they poop very stinky poop. And that is all old meat. It's gross. And then there's also parasites in that. And so we're just not designed to eat that kind of meat. Or Yeah. And you were talking about certain amino acids, that there's about four or five of them. What makes those amino acids part of what we need? Yes. Which ones are those? So we have this 21 essential amino acids. Essential mm -hmm. means we can't actually build them ourselves. We have to get them from food sources. And our body, our body needs like three or four specific amino acids. And they're all different ones. It, I mean, they're not always the same. So the body needs three or four amino acids out of this pool of 21 essential amino acids. And we can get those from food sources like, you know, veggies and fruits. And then the other 17, it might not need at that time, but maybe tomorrow. So our body doesn't need as much protein as um, we're thinking. And it seems like really digging into what our body needs. And that's what you're applying to the person that needs to detox. You're yes. giving them their physical food, moving them physically with yoga connecting them to whatever they feel is our higher self and also 
breaking down their emotional barriers so they can heal mm-hmm. internally. And you provide that guidance in including the herbs that are more, you know, that are natural. Because I've heard herbs and spices are the most potent. Yeah. Anything else that you want to include that is part of your program? Um, yes. And let me address that really quick, too. So um, every person is different and every person has, you know, different um, symptoms and a different emotional state and different childhood childhood experiences we're all the same we all have similar things but every person is different and so when I work with them I do a full health assessment in the beginning so we can really figure out what's actually wrong with them we get to the bottom of what's causing all this sometimes it's a pathogen sometimes it's environmental toxicity sometimes the router the internet router is under their bed and causes emf I mean, and sometimes it's oral health. Sometimes it's, you know, upset over divorce or something. There's always different things. So we get to the bottom of all this. And then it's every every program is personalized and customized. And I love all my clients. I love supporting them because it's so humbling to me. And I'm I'm also just a conduit. I'm not, it's not me, right? It's something else that works through me. So I'm very, very humbled that I'm able to do this now. And that I had to do this journey for myself. I know now why I had to experience this journey for myself so I can help other people. And I know that there is a benevolent force that wants to help us and wants us to you know, get better and save humanity and save the planet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so glad you listened to that voice and you know, many people don't, realize how chronic illness can really be isolating and depressing and being going to doctor to doctor and not being listened to can really hurt it can hurt your physical and mental state and you overcame that you really listened like i said to that inner voice and you're doing great work by like you said healing yourself and now you're helping others get to heal themselves because yeah there's many of us out there chronic you know autoimmune warriors that are desperate they really are and yeah i really want everyone to know that you can heal like you, I mean, you can heal whatever is making you sick. Your doctors just don't know how to get to that and yet. Hopefully down the road, they will find a way to get to that and then can help you. But, you know, the most important thing really is that don't give up hope. Whatever you have, it can be cured. You just have to get to the bottom of what's making you sick and then detoxify from that. And then you heal because the body always wants to heal. And if you remove what makes it sick, there's no reason for the body to be sick. Even cancer, it's it's not, you know, the C word. It's not as bad as doctors make us think it is. We don't have to be scared of it. We can heal all this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Corey. And anything you want to add before I let you <laughs> enjoy the rest of your weekend? I have free webinars that talk about how I healed myself and I explain how I did it. It's free. It's just education. It's not a sales webinar. It's just educational content. Click on the link and then um, connect to the 
Facebook group that I have. That's how you register for the webinar. It's free. It goes about for an hour. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for hosting this. It was such a pleasure. Yes, for me too. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. There are three ways to show your support. One, rate the show on Spotify. Two, leave a review through Apple. Three, share the episode with a fellow autoimmune warrior so they too can have hope and be stronger than autoimmune. Interesting conversation with Corey. If you want to learn more about her or iridology, check out the links provided in the show notes or go to my IG account or website. Also, if you're needing autoimmune support, check out a free group session on Thursdays through Isla Health. Until next time, be stronger than autoimmune. Bye.